Good morning. Fourth of delays, a travel mess at airports coast to coast. Thousands of flights canceled and disrupted over the holiday weekend. I don't know who to be upset at, you know. Airlines overwhelmed by a record number of passengers not seen since before the pandemic. The worst problem spots and what to expect for the rest of the summer. City on edge. Protests in Akron, Ohio over new video that shows eight police officers opening fire on an unarmed suspect hitting him 60 times. The outrage that spilled into the streets overnight and what the footage reveals about the moments leading up to the gunfire. Stepping down, the school district police chief in Uvalde, Texas, resigning his position on the city council after criticism over his handling of the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School. His message to the community and why some say it's still not enough. Air show shock. A fiery stunt ends in tragedy. A veteran driver killed as a stunned crowd watches. A lot of people gassed. Some people like started praying for him. What went wrong and the tribute in the sky overnight. On alert from coast to coast, concerns about sharks on this 4th of July. On Long Island, a lifeguard bitten while training. And that's when he became an actual victim. In Florida, a teenager attacked in shallow water. I didn't feel it. I just know it chomped down on my leg. Carrie Sanders with the latest on stepped up shark patrols from the shark attack capital of the nation. All that plus party in the USA. We're celebrating Independence Day with hot sales, hotter grills, and of course, fireworks today, Monday, July 4th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cuppy, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And welcome to today. Thank you so much for joining us on this Monday morning. Savannah and Hoda off for the holiday. So Chanel and I are, are yes. manning the ship this morning. Happy 4th of July morning. to you. Happy 4th to you. Big yeah. plans today. Uh, Dylan and I are going to have, have some plans tonight. I know. We're going to go Fireworks home and show. watch Dylan and Craig tonight for the big 4th of July show. Yeah. It's be a good day. So happy 4th to you yes. at home this morning. A lot of folks not happy, though. The nation celebrating today, but there's mounting concern about the trip home. Here's a live look at LAX. Calm at this hour, but not expected to stay that way. A lot of airports coast to coast already seeing cancellations and delays this morning. And it comes after the TSA screened nearly two and a half million passengers on Friday. Meantime, as for drivers, nearly 42 million Americans are hitting the roads this holiday season. In fact, here's a live look at Boston. Gas prices this morning hitting a national average of $4.81 a gallon, down from that $5 mark a few weeks ago. But still, a 4th of July record. As for the weather on this July 4th, here's a look at Point Pleasant Beach down on the Jersey Shore. And while it is clear skies for much of the U.S. tonight, there is a chance of some severe storms across the northern part of the country. Dylan's got the full forecast in just a moment, but we are going to start with NBC's George Solis. He's at Los Angeles International. George, good morning. Hey, good morning, Craig, and a happy 4th to you and everyone. Certainly been a rough couple of days for anyone traveling over the last couple of days. TSA says they are screening at pre-pandemic levels, and passengers unfortunately still caught up in those rampant delays in cancellations and airlines and airports. Well, they're just simply trying to keep up with travel demand. 
this morning, the holiday travel nightmares continue. Just so frustrated. I don't even have baggage. I've been in this for three days. There have been more than 16,000 delays and 1,500 cancellations across the nation's airports since Friday. I don't know who to be upset at, you know. Gray Helton's Honolulu to Lexington journey, a far cry from paradise. Running into misconnections, refueling delays, and even having to wait for pilots. Never seen this before. Airports with the highest rates of delays and cancellations. Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson, Chicago O'Hare, and JFK in New York, where an unattended bag caused an evacuation of Terminal 4, leading to these massive crowds outside. It all comes as passenger levels hit a new post-pandemic high Friday, as airlines struggle to keep up with that demand amid the nationwide pilot shortage. Strong summer storms, also a one-two punch for many weekend travelers hoping to take off on time. The bad news is that they were giving us a three-hour delay. And as we head into peak summer travel, the TSA says expect the high volume to continue through Labor Day. First couple of weeks in August are going to be very busy. Once you get into the middle part of August uh, and then past Labor Day, things get a little bit uh, more calm. Meanwhile, for the roughly 42 million record number of Americans driving this long weekend, the pain at the pump continues. The national average, 481 a gallon, even higher in Los Angeles, costing one driver $120 to fill up. That's more than I've ever spent in gasoline ever just to fill up a tank. Shocking. You know who could have benefited from driving? Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who actually had a canceled flight over the holiday weekend. He actually tweeted out this to passengers, letting them know that they are entitled to cash refunds for canceled flight. And if your airline is offering you miles, we'll can often negotiate that. Greg? All right. Seems like everyone's been affected by these delays and cancellations. George Solis for us there. George, thank you. Dylan is in for Al this morning, tracking those summer storms and where they might impact holiday travel. Dylan, good morning. Good morning, everyone. And we are going to see some trouble spots today. You can see these two areas in orange. That does include Minneapolis, Green Bay, and Chicago, where we could see some stronger storms later on today. Winds over 65 miles per hour, damaging hail an inch or larger. Isolated tornadoes are possible. Now, tomorrow, it's like those two areas merge and expand a bit. So we're looking for severe storms tomorrow from Montana, stretching all the way into the... Uh, interior mid-Atlantic. And it's all this frontal system. Again, out ahead of it, it's warm, it's humid. You have a stationary front that's going to trigger these storms. Now, it's not widespread today. We'll see hit and miss thunderstorms, but some of those could be severe. And then tomorrow, we are looking for some of these severe storms to impact areas like Ohio through Pennsylvania and uh, most likely reaching the East Coast later at night, like after 9 o'clock or so. So today, the areas where we'll see troubles at the airports would be Minneapolis and Chicago, especially if some of those uh, pop-up thunderstorms develop right over those cities in the southeast. We'll also have your run-of-the-mill uh, summertime thunderstorms. That could create some isolated delays. Then tomorrow, while I do think we will get those storms on the east coast, they should happen later, like after dark. So that should help uh, at least ease some of the troubles in the northeast. It's not like it's going to happen right during the height of travel, I'd say, in Boston, New York, Philly, and Washington, although Detroit, even back into Chicago, we could see some delays at the airports tomorrow. Chanel. All right, Dylan, thank you. We'll check back in with you for the full forecast in just a few minutes. We turn now to the anger, sadness, and questions in Akron, Ohio, after police there released new body camera video of the moments a week ago when eight officers fatally opened fire on one man. Investigators say that man, 25-year-old Jaden Walker, was shot by police more than 60 times this morning. His family and his city are demanding answers. NBC's Maggie Vespa has the very latest. She is on the ground in Akron. Maggie, good morning to you. 
Hey, Craig, good morning from a city, as you said, on edge. Fourth of July celebrations here in Akron, Ohio, remaining canceled after we saw more protests overnight in front of City Hall behind our camera and in front of the police department here just down the street. People here demanding justice for Walker as authorities try to shed new light on his violent last moments and a warning some of the video you're about to see may be disturbing. Overnight outrage in Ohio as protests continued with what appeared to be tear gas dispersed into the crowd, according to WKYC. And a community in pain after watching the moment eight Akron police officers fired an estimated 90 rounds, according to authorities. Harrowing body cam video shedding new light on what led up to the barrage of bullets that killed 25-year-old Jalen Walker. The video you're about to watch is heartbreaking and it's very tough to take in. The approximately seven minute video released Sunday by the city alongside a second narrated clip begins with a high speed chase. Police saying officers had tried to pull Walker over for an unspecified traffic violation, but he fled. Seconds later, an officer reports the sound of gunshots from Walker's car. 21 shots fired, that vehicle just had a shot come out of its door. Police saying you can see the flash from the gun in this security video. The video then shows Walker running from his car wearing a ski mask. Police say officers tried to tase him but missed. Authorities adding officers said they thought Walker was turning toward them, reaching for a gun. That's when they say eight opened fire. The ME's report indicates over 60 wounds to Mr. Walker's body. The investigation now showing Walker was unarmed when he was shot. Police say they found a gun in his car along with a wedding ring. His family revealing Sunday Walker had recently lost his fiance. The family's attorney demanding more transparency. The public today only saw one video. We saw two. The public didn't see an officer dropping his clip because it was empty of bullets and then reloading. We saw that. Overnight, Akron police responding, they're confident the videos they provided are in accordance to what's required and in compliance of the city's ordinance. Did the video change your interpretation of what happened, of what you thought about the shooting at all? No. I just felt like as a mother, that could have been my child. Doesn't take that many shots. And those eight still unnamed police officers here in Akron have been paced, uh, placed on paid leave pending the investigation. Akron PD saying that is standard in the case of a police shooting. Meantime, the state of Ohio has taken over the independent investigation into this deadly shooting. Craig. Maggie Vespa Force there in Akron. Maggie, thank you. A major development this morning out of Uvalde, Texas. The school district's police chief announced he is stepping down from his city council position following the elementary school shooting that killed 19 students and two teachers. NBC's Guad Venegas joins us with the details. Guad, good morning. Good morning, Chanel. Well, Pete Redondo was criticized by the state police for his response to the massacre in May. And then the superintendent put him on administrative leave uh, since June 22nd. But the community wanted him out of his recently elected city council position as well. Now Arredondo is resigning. This morning, Ubalde School District Police Chief Pete Arredondo is off the city council. Arredondo writing in a resignation letter, it is in the best interest of the community to step down to minimize further distractions. Arredondo had been criticized repeatedly for his handling of the Robb Elementary shooting in May that left 21 dead. So you're having a meeting about a massacre that happened. 
community frustration boiled over at last week's city council meeting where Arredondo was nowhere to be seen. We are demanding answers. Show your face. Answer our questions now. Arredondo was elected to the city council just before the shooting, but had never attended a meeting. According to state officials, Chief Arredondo was among the first on scene during the May 24th shooting, but his officers waited in the hallway for over an hour while a gunman was firing inside the classrooms, drawing tough criticism from Steve McCraw, the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety. The on-scene commander who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children. Last month, Arredondo was put on administrative leave after Texas's public safety head called the police response an object failure. Arredondo maintains he was not the incident commander that day, and his lawyer said he did not issue any orders to other law enforcement agencies. He failed at his job and that failed our kids. Javier Casares lost his nine-year-old daughter, Jackie. To me, it's never going to be enough because... We can't have our child back. So for, for me, it's never going to be enough. Quad, do we know if Arredondo will resign from his school police chief position? Uh, Chanel, we reached out to Arredondo's lawyer, but we have not gotten a response back yet. So there's no indication on whether he's going to be stepping down from that position as well. Uh, right now, he does remain on that administrative leave while his response uh, that day is still under investigation by the Texas Rangers. All now. right. Well, thank you. We turn now to a community in mourning after a veteran driver died while performing a stunt during a Michigan air show. NBC's Priscilla Thompson actually talked to a woman who was there as this horror that you see on your screen there unfolded. Priscilla, good morning to you. What, what did the woman say? What did she tell you? Craig, good morning. I spoke to Elizabeth Matthews. She was at that show with her two kids, and she described the stunt leading up to the accident and the moment she knew something had gone terribly wrong. A tribute in the sky overnight, honoring Chris Darnell, who died during a fiery stunt in Battle Creek, Michigan, over the weekend. The air show crowd watching first in amazement. Then horror as Darnell's fuel truck emerged from behind a ball of fire, then flipped several times before erupting in flames. At what point did you realize something had gone terribly wrong? When he was rolling and pieces of the truck were flying all over. The audience stunned. A lot of people gassed. Some people like started praying for him. The shockwave jet truck racing more than 300 miles per hour had a tire blowout, Darnell's family says. They say that caused the car to skid and the gas tanks to burst, igniting the blaze. And we've watched him perform over and over and over his whole family. And it, uh, never seen anything like that out here, right? Never, just don't expect that. Darnell's two daughters were at the show when the fatal accident happened. He had been driving the flaming trucks for decades and celebrated his 40th birthday just last month. We are so sad, Darnell's father shared in a Facebook post. He was so well loved by everyone who knew him. Chris so loved the air show business. He was living the dream. Great guy, really good showman. Loved what he did. Absolutely. He this was he literally was living the dream is what his dad said. A dream fueled by fire, overwhelmed by the flames. Oh boy.
And that accident is still under investigation by local officials and the FAA. Meantime, the show uh, is going on as tributes continue to pour in. Already more than $2,000 has been raised for the family. Craig? Priscilla Thompson for us this morning. Priscilla, thank you. Now to the latest on the war in Ukraine. Russia is now in control of another eastern city after a weekend of heavy fighting. Ukraine's president vowing that the country's forces will return. Meanwhile, Russia targeted the city of Kharkiv in a new round of attacks overnight. That's where NBC's Matt Bradley is for us this morning. Matt, good morning. Good morning, Chanel. So I am in Kharkiv right now, and as you can see, it's already been really badly damaged, but still, Russia launched twin missiles at a secondary school overnight. Now, there weren't any casualties, but it's just another example of Russia launching attacks against civilian targets. Today, Russia now claiming control over almost an entire province of eastern Ukraine. After both sides said yesterday, Russia had taken the Ukrainian city of Lysychansk. Ukraine is pushing back, once again taking the fight to Russian soil. Moscow says Ukrainian missiles killed three people yesterday in Belgorod, a Russian city near the border. It comes as Americans are still part of that desperate push for Ukrainian independence on their own Independence Day, despite the risks seen in recent weeks as U.S. citizens have been captured in Ukraine. So happy 4th. Happy Independence Day. American volunteers like Evelyn Ashenbrenner from Detroit say they're fighting for independence even here. I want to make sure that this country is going to be able to have very soon their own Independence Day, their own celebration to end, to end this war. Before joining Ukraine's military, Evelyn was living in Poland and doing drag shows. A member of the LGBT community now wearing an outfit Evelyn never expected. Evelyn still plans to celebrate. At the end of the day, I have a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese I'm going to make and share with the other Americans. Americans here know the risks are real. Bunny Druki's son Alexander has been held as a prisoner of war for weeks. She's hopeful the U.S. can negotiate his release. Your son is a prisoner of war fighting under another flag. Do you still feel like this date is important for him, important for you? If Alex is the most loyal, patriotic American you would ever meet, and the 4th of July is a special day for him, he went over there to try to stop this from spreading to America. So he felt like he was protecting Americans by going over there to get it stopped in Ukraine. Americans answering a faraway call to fight for freedom. And just this morning, Pope Francis told Reuters news agency he's hoping to visit Kyiv and Moscow very soon, possibly as early as September. Chanel? All right, Matt Bradley in Ukraine, thank you. Meanwhile, rescue efforts are underway this morning after a large chunk of an alpine glacier broke loose in Italy yesterday and it sent ice, snow and rocks onto hikers below. Check this out here. Here's the video. It all happened in the Dolomite Mountains. This is the northeastern part of the country. At least six people were killed. Nine others were hurt. And officials say there could be as many as 15 people missing at this point. Rescuers are checking license plates in the parking lot to try and figure out how many people might still be unaccounted for. My goodness. All right, now to the full four weather forecast with Dylan this morning. Dylan? Yeah, and a lot of activities going on today, and the weather for the most part looks pretty good. It's beautiful in the northeast, low humidity, warm temperatures, pretty hot down uh, through Texas and into the rest of the Gulf Coast states. We're also going to see some pop-up summertime showers and thunderstorms in the southeast, and watch out for isolated severe storms in the upper uh, Midwest and the Northern Plains later this afternoon. And that's your latest forecast.
All right, Dylan, thank you. Coming up, just as those huge crowds are flocking to the beach to celebrate the 4th, some new concerns this morning about sharks. We're going to hear from one of this weekend's victims in just a bit. And more water warnings amid a nationwide lifeguard shortage. Important advice for families swimming and boating this summer. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Still ahead, a potential new frontier in cancer treatment thanks to a groundbreaking surgery. But first, this is Today on NBC. Off we go into the wild blue yonder. Back now, 7.30, Monday morning. Happy Independence Day to you if you're just waking up and joining us. Savannah and Hood are off. Chanel is here. Craig's here, and look who's joined the <laughs> Good party. Morning. Happy Summerall. 4th of July, Happy my friends. Happy 4th to you. Happy 4th. 22 yeah. years. I was thinking, I think I have done July 4th on this show for the last eight years. Oh, I thought you were going to say 22 years. <laughs> and I, think, I think we've done it together <laughs> pretty so. much every year for the last An eight. honor yes. to join Good you Good to be yes. with you guys this morning. Yes. Let's get to our 730 headlines on this 4th of July. Pope Francis dismissing reports this morning that he plans to resign in the near future. In a new interview from the Vatican, the Pope says, He's on track to visit Canada this month, and he hopes to be able to go to Moscow and Kiev as, as soon as possible after that. Francis also denied rumors that he had cancer. He did, however, repeat his position that he might resign someday if failing health made it impossible for him to run the church. Three people were killed, four others wounded yesterday after a shooting at a mall in Copenhagen, Denmark. Video shows shoppers running away from the scene. Officials say the suspect is in custody. He's a 22-year-old Danish man. They say it appears he acted alone and there was no indication the shooting had been an act of terror. The four people wounded by gunshots were all in critical but stable condition. And now to a frightening crash at a Formula One race in England. It happened yesterday during the first lap of the British Grand Prix. Watch this as several cars collide. Then Joe Granu's car flips over. It skids down the track and onto the gravel. It rolls over the barrier. It comes to a rest against the catch fencing. And he was taken to the hospital as a precaution, but he was later released. He said the car's halo protection system saved his life. Well, that's a miracle right there. No question. My goodness. No the technology question. of those cars to those, keep them safe. Those cars are going about 200 miles an hour. Too. Unbelievable. Yes. Glad he's um, all right. Today, beaches on both coasts will be packed. And a recent series of shark attacks and sightings will have lifeguards and first responders on high alert. NBC's Kerry Sanders is more now from the shark capital of America. He's in Florida. Kerry, good morning to you. 
Well, good morning, Craig. Look, a 28-year-old man this morning sort of emphasizing that shark attack capital is recovering this morning after yesterday afternoon having a shark encounter. It happened just north of here in New Smyrna Beach. He was on a surfboard, and lifeguards say he slipped off the surfboard, and that's when a shark grabbed hold of his left foot. Now, as we take a look at a map of shark attacks from the International Shark Attack file around the country, your eye may be drawn just to that area off the coast of Florida there, where there have been close to 900 shark attacks since the early 1800s. Shark experts say that's because it's first a very popular place for people to go surfing, and the underwater geography is also welcoming to sharks. As crowds flock to the shore for the fourth, two popular Long Island beaches closed for swimming over the weekend after a lifeguard was bitten by a four to five foot shark. Oddly, the attack happened as the lifeguard was pretending to be a swimmer in distress for a training exercise. He was bitten in the chest. Uh, he hit his hand down to fight off the shark and suffered an injury on his hand. And that's when he became an actual victim. The incident follows a bite two days before on a swimmer at nearby Jones Beach. The county now stepping up patrols and flying choppers and drones to watch out for sharks. Still, officials say beachgoers should not be overly afraid. The marine biologists tell us that it is a very low probability that you'll get attacked by a shark statistically in every other way. But it doesn't mean that you should take it lightly. Shark encounters have recently closed beaches on both coasts, from Cape Cod, where a police helicopter captured this large great white shark, to Northern California, to the Florida Keys, which each recorded non-fatal attacks recently. While on Florida's Gulf Coast, 17-year-old Addison Bethea is recovering this morning after being attacked by a nine-foot suspected bull shark. Honestly, it kind of feels like a weird dream because I've grown up watching shark movies like Jaws and all that stuff, and I never expected it to happen to me. Addison had been hunting for scallops in shallow water off Keaton Beach when she was hit. I didn't feel it. I just know it chomped down on my leg. The only thing that hurt was when it bit my fingers. Her brother, Rhett, a firefighter, saved her life, applying a tourniquet to stop the bleeding. Stayed on us until I, we got her in the boat. So it was all over us pretty much the entire time. Doctors say her right leg needs to be amputated above the knee. But Addison says it's not going to keep her out of the water. And she says the traumatic experience has not made her hate sharks. Now I think they're kind of cooler, like as weird as that might sound. Like, yeah, it attacked me, but I still think they're cool. Wow. Yeah. And she's getting back in the water, yeah. Carrie. Carrie, what do the experts suggest folks do to stay safe in the water and avoid any shark encounters? Well, especially today on 4th of July, a lot of people may be going to the beach to watch the fireworks show, and they're going to get there a little early to kill some time. Just remember, at dusk and dawn close to shore is when the sharks are more likely to be feeding on the bait fish that are in the same area. Also, if you're wearing jewelry, remember it can flash underwater and look just like a fish's scales, which might draw a shark to you. Swimming in groups is helpful. And then finally, if you swim at a beach that has a lifeguard, that's going to be helpful because, as you can see over my shoulder, the lifeguard stand is elevated, and the lifeguards up there can get their binoculars out. Yeah. If they see something, they can call people in. Most importantly here, statistically, 
you are more likely to be killed by fireworks than a shark. So okay. just keep all of that in mind as you are perhaps fearful of getting in the water. Puts I, it in perspective. It so you be careful out there tonight then. You don't have to worry about technology <laughs> at midnight, shark, I'll tell you that. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks, Carrie. All right, coming up, a fugitive yoga teacher wanted for murder captured thousands of miles away where authorities say she was hiding in plain sight and how they tracked her down. And then whether you're hopping on a boat or into a pool, some very important information to keep your family safe this summer after these messages. We are back with today's Consumer Confidential with millions expected to spend time by the water this Independence Day. Officials all over the country are out with warnings about water safety. NBC News national correspondent Miguel Almaguer is on Santa Monica Beach with the tips you need to know before you and your family head out and celebrate. Miguel, good morning. Good morning on this 4th of July holiday. For so many Americans, there's no better place to be than the beach. But in many parts of the country, including at swimming pools, there's lifeguard shortages. So while it's beautiful here, there's also a bit of danger. From the NYPD's Air Sea Rescue Team, hoisting this distressed jet skier to safety, to this dad jumping into action to save a drowning boy from a pool in Kansas. Officials say with summer in full swing, water rescues are on the rise. It comes as one third of the nation's 309,000 public parks and pools have been affected by a lifeguard shortage. We do have more people coming to the beaches and the water parks and the pools that than we've ever had, but we have less lifeguards. It's all driving a renewed push for people to stay water-wise as they dive into Independence Day celebrations. We joined Texas game wardens as they inspected boats on Lake Ray Hubbard in Dallas. Just a quick water safety check. They say boaters should be sure to have enough properly fitting life vests for everyone on board and check the label to be sure they're Coast Guard approved. And we never pull anybody up that has drowned with wearing a life jacket. You should also know where that gear is and keep it easily accessible. Almost everyone stopped by the game warden took more than two minutes to find the required life jackets and throwable flotation cushions, items that should be readily available in an emergency. And water rules apply to renters too. I'm gonna circle what you were missing here. This man was cited for not having a safety whistle on the jet ski he rented. I thought they already had me good. Ask the owner or company if they provide the safety items you'll need and check that they're on board. For families hitting the pool or beach, designate a water watcher, an adult who can keep an undistracted eye on kids in the water. Take the job in shifts to help stay alert. And remember to factor in fatigue. Even strong swimmers can get tired after a full day in the sun and fighting waves. Never get too confident. It's mother nature. It's not something you want to go up against. Experts also offer this tip when at the beach. When in doubt, don't go out. They say if you're following those simple safety guidelines, there's no reason why you shouldn't have a great time this holiday. Guys, back to you. All right, Miguel, thank you.
All right, let's get another check of the holiday weather. No pressure, Dylan Dreyer. How are we looking? <laughs> you know, today's actually looking pretty good, but it is going to be a hot one, especially back through the middle of the country where we do have heat index values from 100 to 110 degrees. This goes all the way up into South Dakota and stretches all the way down into Louisiana and parts of Texas, too. These are uh, alerts that are in effect until Wednesday. Now, out a little farther to the west of that, we do have uh, red flag warnings in effect. I want to point out that winds could gust up to 35 miles per hour Humidity is as low as 8%, so this is not an area where fireworks would be recommended because if anything sparks, it could spread uh, a fire very, very quickly. Temperatures actually well below average out west, but you go to the east of that again, North Platte, Nebraska, 101 for a high today. And we are going to see the warm temperatures continue into tomorrow as highs get well up into the 90s, even triple digits. Again, Davenport, uh, Iowa, about 95 degrees for a high tomorrow, and we are staying hot. Dallas, 103, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And don't forget, it's a big night. Tune in tonight for live coverage of the Macy's 4th of July Fireworks Spectacular. Shameless plug, but Craig and I are hosting the event. You can catch it on NBC and Peacock. We'll be watching. Can I get some tickets? Absolutely. Come on up. My family's not coming, so bring yours. Thank you, Dee. Today, of course, all about red, white, and blue. But this weekend, a lot of folks were seeing yellow. Yes, up next in today's Can't Miss, the Gentle Minions <laughs> trend. Why so many people dressed up to catch the new Minions movie. Right after this. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna Book Club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops, on. TVs, streaming. Game console, console. Smart thermostat, set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera, Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go. You are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Minions, the rise of Gru, which took the top spot at the box office over the weekend, bringing in $108.5 million. Oh the latest installment of the Despicable Me franchise is also projected to bring in $130 million, which would make it one of the biggest debuts for a 4th of July holiday weekend. Ever. And by the way, part of that and what might be driving the success of the movie is this very unusual, I don't know if you guys saw this, no, viral this. TikTok trend dubbed Gentle Minions. Okay. So there are these large groups of teens, they dress up in formal attire, they go see the movie, and, and some people say it's an ironic appreciation for the film, but it's still leaving a lot of people confused as to what it is uh, <laughs> That's actually funny. about. I, I, Craig's we, an expert. I, well, no, we were trying to figure it out, so if someone knows the impetus for this, please well, send it. I think when you say gentle minions, like, you like gentlemen, like gentlemen, you can see how it could trigger something, and these kids probably grew up Watching the, the younger ones. Okay. So I like that they're and you're they also like That could be it. So By funny. the way, we said uh, I think 108 and a half million. Yes. That's domestic. Like yeah. globally, north of 200. That's awesome. Uh, so it's a far. good movie. Oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Uh, Universal Pictures tweeted, quote, to everyone showing up to Minions in Suits, we see you and we love you. <laughs> I love that. Of course, like Universal Pictures would, would so tweet that. I love that. So, yeah. And you know what? 
kudos to Comcast. Listen, we, we needed a hit. If you that. build it, they will come. Yeah, we, we needed a hit. <laughs> All right, still ahead after 43 days on the run, a fugitive yoga teacher accused of killing a romantic rival is under arrest. What she did that may have helped investigators track her down. Plus, something strange happened this weekend why Netflix was turned upside down by demand for its biggest hit. But first, this is today on NBC.